This year is shaping up to be historic for Black Rifle Coffee Company. If you haven't been to the website in a while, be sure to check it out and see what you're missing. Black Rifle is dedicated to bringing you the best premium coffees from around the world and the highest quality apparel tailor made for the veteran community. This year will be packed with collaborations with other veteran brands and artists through the Shirt Club. So check it out if you want to support veteran businesses and get some killer shirts. Your support makes it possible for BRCC to keep broadening its mission to support veterans through quality coffee and culture. So download the BRCC app now so you never miss a thing. What was I, what was I asking you earlier? You were trying to redefine for me all of the uh, changes that I need to make for the podcast. <laughs> no, I think... However, I have a history of listening to what you recommend. So I'm all ears. I think... Well, have you have you heard about this thing that JT is doing? Has he told you about this? That's Time a really that's a very interesting way to describe anything that JT is doing. Because he called me the other day, he's like, "I want to sell skateboard decks with cleared hot on them." So I don't know what you're talking about. JT's like this classic entrepreneur that just that's one word you could use. I- yes, the ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> he's entrepreneurial for sure. Yeah, and yeah. many other things. Many other things, but he's doing this whole thing like uh, time for pie. Have you heard about this? No. So him and Caleb, you okay. know Caleb, right? He fell out of a tree when he was young and hit every funny branch on the way he down. Did. That dude's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. He's awesome. He's yeah. like so they're starting a comedy show that they're going to do called Time for Pie, where they're going to do skits every week. So it's like Jared. Scripted, they write them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared, Caleb, and. Jack Mandeville and whomever else, they're doing this whole thing where they're going to do skits every week. Okay. And they're going to do a podcast with their skits. It's going to be hilarious. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that has to do with anything else other than it's going to be a fucking hilarious show. Okay. And you should come down and do some <laughs> skits because literally... I don't know if I would do good with the skits. You guys, like... When I first, before I met you, which we yeah. met at the 511 booth, right? We Somebody did. was asking me this the yeah. other day. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had seen the videos. You guys make some bangers. Did. I, I well, think... what happened? Do we need to talk to somebody here who could, like, reorient I... the company? And Well, yeah, I think I think what it is is, like, well, all of my time is spent just just <laughs> grinding myself into moon dust now so it's like that sounds fun oh it's so much fun yeah there's so many things that you know the company obviously is is a lot bigger than it was several years ago it's kind of like obvious for me to say but i've just found myself like less and less engaged in the content i mean it's been hard even to do the podcast so yep. it's like um, it's less, it's all serious work, right? So now you're really serious. I'm a serious business guy, right? And I, I can't. Mean, you're a serious business guy. Ugh, yeah, Let's keep that on your side of the table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but let's not for too much longer. Like, man, I, oh, you want to come to my side of the table? Oh, man. I, I don't think I you can want, go back. You don't think I can? Can anybody? Uh, I don't know. I think, I, I think that it's. Can think, you by staying? I guess is the question. Like if you, Oh yeah, I'll never leave. I think it Well, so like you see other people, other executives, I think oftentimes they go and start new things to get back to their roots like that. I don't know if they necessarily cross back through the door. No, you're like, suit and tie guy now. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll do like, like if I ever, tra- if I ever transition, I'll go like, I'll be like the face of coffee or die or like I'll, I'll run that. And you know, be the chair or whatever I want to do. Like, you know, I think that there's, I think there's a lot of room for founders to go out and be more creative. And, you know, Matt, Matt needs to be more creative. Like he's, he's got to like plug in and be in best 11 X, you know, maybe not like some of the shit that we used to do. Like, I don't know if I want my kids seeing it. They're going to, they're going to. Yeah. I guess it lives on YouTube. Um, the question is, will it age like a fine wine or will it turn into vinegar? I think I think some of it will age like a fine wine. Some yeah. of it's like, it, it's always funny. Even when I go back and watch it, I'm like, no, that's no, it's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. It's yeah. funny to us. Yeah. And I've come to the realization that to many people, we are psychotic. 
It's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too much for them. It's, for me, oftentimes it's just not quite enough. It's not. I think yeah. what the way of explaining it to my wife is is uh, I I think of myself and my personality like a really rich, heavy cheesecake. Okay. It's delicious for a couple bites, but after one piece, you're like, I'm done with cheesecake for a while. Like I'm, I, that's the way I kind of like tell my wife. I'm like, you got to take a break from me every now and again. I'm like, I'm, I'm really good for a couple bites, but then you got to like take some time off, you know, it's really good. And then it's just not, it just kind of turns, turns on you. Hmm. My sarcasm every day, all day long is amazing. It, it I think it's incredible. <laughs> I entertain myself. That's why you and I go on so long. I am incapable of taking anything seriously. I know my wife. It, does it does it frustrate Leah? I think she's still in the phase where I'm like endearing to her. Oh yeah. She hasn't. She just, it's like the the tea bag is in the water, and it's the water's changing colors, but it's not saturated. <laughs> <laughs> she's still only a couple bites into the cheesecake. She, she's not, she's not like halfway through yet. Yeah. You've known me for a while. I yeah. have a very uh, thin membrane of thoughts to my mouth and sometimes fucked up shit happens. And my response will be like, well, that's what happens when you, you know, fuck babies and like, or something other completely inappropriate. And she's just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my wife's gotten used to it now over the last several years. Yeah. Leah, in a little bit more time, Leah will be like, "Hey, you should go outside when you have thoughts like that." Right now, though, I think I'm doing I'm doing yeah. okay still. Like my wife used to laugh, you know, she used to yeah. laugh at me, and now she's just like, "Oh, like she's just the eye rolls." Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves it. She's like, "Oh, here we go again." What are you ranting about this morning? You know, as you're like two cups of coffee deep, and something's happening, and you're fucking. Why can't we just be us? That's what I say. I that's what I say. I'm like, I am who I am. I have no problem with myself. I mean, everybody needs... Do they? I, I guess I'm just going to contradict myself. What do you think? Do you think people need work? Do, you, do they have to work on themselves all the time? Like their emotion? like self-improvement? Yeah, yeah, self-improvement. What do you think about that? Do they need to work? Well, I don't think we're all created equal, which mm -hmm. is probably very offensive to some people to say in the modern era. Not me. Not to you, but the, uh, how does Jordan Peterson put it? He wants a quality of opportunity, not a quality of outcome. Right. I think a lot of people feel like we should all be equal as like a baseline, mm -hmm. which we're clearly not. Right. Some people I think need to do a lot of work because they suck. And other people I think come out of the box pretty good and pretty adjusted. But I also think a lot of it matters depending like the situation you grew up in. Like, if you have fucked up parents, I think you're going to have a lot of trauma in your life, and you probably have to work on that. But I don't – is there a downside to everybody working on themselves? Even if you come out of the box great, what's the downside? You're better. Yeah. And if you suck and you do the work, you're better than you were. Yeah. So, yes, everybody should do the work. Everybody should do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think it's it's a matter of what type of work. What do you this – is, this is, like, provoking the, the conversation, which is, like – um, you know, you're on social media. You obviously mm -hmm. scroll it, and you like to make fun of things as well as I do. Right? You're you're good at it. Um, like the thumbnail this, today for Glover's episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this fucking this Instagram influencer shit, where people are like One of my in least ice, ice baths for like, you know, the secret to health and in, in in having a a positive psyche is, you know, spend an hour in the fucking sauna followed by you know, 15 minute ice bath followed by like, you know, infrared therapy followed by this. I'm like, what yeah. are these just trustafarians that are providing health advice to people? Because where, where do you go to work? Well, the secret to success is get up at four 30, do all of this till noon, you know, jump on your podcast, you know, do a, a, a bullshit podcast about health pods and fucking hemp seed oil or whatever it is. And then, go back to doing whatever it is you're doing. But I, I, it kind of fucking annoys me. I'm kind of annoyed by the whole thing. Well, it's like the popular thing of the day. Right. Like I hate Huberman because <laughs> everything that he says that I shouldn't do, 
I've naturally been doing for a long time. Right. <laughs> like what? Like, fucking don't look at your phone at night. Like, fuck you. How am I supposed to make fun of people if I'm not on my phone? That's true. That's a good point. Or uh, immediately wake up and, you know, don't have coffee, drink water first. It's like, what? What fucking world do you live in? <laughs> yeah. So, like, all the stuff he's like, yeah, it'd be a lot better for you if you didn't do this. I'm like, fuck. Generally doing what he's saying not to do. So I hate that guy, even though he seems to be awesome. And he's fully fucking tatted up. Did you know that? Uh-uh. That's why he wears the collared shirts oh, that he does. He's got fucking yeah. full sleeves all the way up. Huh. Okay. He briefly was talking about it on another podcast, and he's worried that if he doesn't go the full shirt, that he the tattoos will be more taken more seriously than he will. <laughs> huh. Interesting. But I do believe that there is value from cold water immersion. I don't understand the physiology, but there's certainly a psychological impact to that. Sure. Sauna, sure. Journaling, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, fucking guided meditation, sure. Looking at the sun until you get cataracts, sure. But I don't think you're supposed to get lost in that process. Right. I think you should do enough of that so it benefits your life, and then you can go actually live your life, as opposed to doing all of that, and then you just become all of that. Like, somehow they, that their journey became the process, if that mm. makes sense. And then, of course, if you don't post about it, did it even happen? didn't happen yeah. it's a it's an old philosophical uh question if the tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to really make a yeah. sound or whatever it is if you actually did something and didn't post about it did you do it yeah like there that's it's it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a philosophical question that i think people will have to unpack for themselves i think i went to a uh mike does or did i don't know if he's going to do any more three-day resilience thing where he yeah, brought yeah. in Brian Peters and he did an awesome class on the mechanics of breathing, mm-hmm. cold water immersion and sauna stuff. And they did a pretty yeah. long evolution. We were actually podcasting at the time at Mike's house. Mm-hmm. Leah was in the water and she was in the sauna. She has continued doing portions of that, but not for like three hours of the way that they were doing it. You know, like a couple of times a week for 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is she, reasonable. She's getting something out of it. She thinks it's positive. It's helping her with her recovery and a bunch of other like uh, psychological stuff, the way she would describe it, like clarity of thought, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like 15 minutes. I think a lot of people get into this, to your point, and it becomes more about the thing than making it better, yeah. making your, your life better. The right? journey it's becomes like, the end state yeah. as opposed to being the journey. Yeah. Like I used to have this, um, I used to climb a lot. I used to do a lot of mountaineering. Yeah. I loved it. And I was on, uh, I think Mount Hood or, yeah, it was Mount Hood. I was like on the top of Mount Hood and I'd like climbed all night. Like I'd bivouacked up there and then like got up to the top. And I was like, I don't really like this. <laughs> you decided mid climb that you were done climbing? No, I was on top. I was like, it's fucking all these things look the same. It's yeah. fucking all these things look the same. Like, okay, this is top, cool. Like, you know, uh, really interesting climb. Like, interesting climb. But, yeah. like, eh, just kind of over it. And it wasn't like, I think it's good it to a big be, deal. Oh, but how, how similar are you to your 18-year-old self and the things that you like and the things that you do? Have uh, you changed over the course of your life? Oh, like, yeah, I think it's course. good to find yeah. new shit that you like. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's... You know, the, the, I guess, I guess like kind of referencing what I was, was going to say, it was like, like I was trying to get to the top, right? I was like, I, I wanted to see the top. I wanted to be the, yeah. the top. I wanted to be the, you know, on top because it's the top. And then You're I not a bottom player. No, no. Okay. I like the top. Okay. And, uh, and the climb was interesting, but I wasn't really that, that much into climbing. I was into like being at the top and I realized I was like being at the top of a mountain. I'm like, but they all look the fucking same. And then I was like, and then I thought it to myself, wouldn't it be nice to do something recreationally that you loved where the entire thing was interesting, not just like the end state. Mm-hmm. So I like, I like logistically complicated things where it's like multi-mode travel, yeah. like logistically difficult things, like problems to solve. Those are my things. That I'm like, that's interesting. So you have like, a small or a, a higher level of skill directly related to a combination of efforts. So, you know, rafting or kayaking or, and then climbing and then 
whatever it might be. But then if you can string those things together yeah. and the whole event becomes that is the adventure, right? That 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 it's not the top like of the mountain. Snake river rafting trip you guys go on, isn't it? You get yeah. a bunch of shit during that week. Well, you can you you can do you know class three, class four, white water. But you're like camping. Yeah, don't you camping, portage them a little yeah. bit too? Mm-hmm. You're fishing yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's super fun. So it's like I don't like being that one thing so deeply and so committed to that one thing that you're just like the zealot of ice baths or whatever the fuck it is. I like like do you being think kind of a jack zealot, of all trades. Do you think that the zealot of ice baths likes being the zealot of ice baths? Oh fuck! Or yeah. he wakes up every day and is like mother. Fucker. What do you think the odds are he's got warm water who, in that thing? Who is who is the zealot of ice baths? Who is who is the like the resounding Oh, you know what? It'd be Wim Hof, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, Wim Hof. Now Have that's an interesting him? guy. No, I, I uh my buddy Tariq, um he knows him real well. They've got it they're they're opening up a new facility up in Riggins, Idaho, believe it or not, out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I have heard. Yeah. And this is pure conjecture. Please. That he's a few cows short of a herd. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the documentary. <laughs> I've seen the documentary. It wouldn't strike me. Like, the dude is running up and down mountains, like, naked in the wintertime. Yeah. I think you typically have to have, you know, a couple marbles short of a batch, right? I mean, most people would think that we are a little bit fucking crazy. I'm the most normal person I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the most stable and the most normal. The most stable, yeah. the most normal. What is your thing now? Like I think. it used to be, yeah. I mean, because you're in the teams. Like, what was your thing when you're in the teams, other than being the team guy? Jumping. Well, let me see. When I was in the teams, my whole goal was not to get kicked out, and I flirted with that a few times. Yeah. Uh, gave my rented my trident from time to time, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, literally, my whole goal on the team was just to not get shit canned. I did enjoy jumping from the mm-hmm. very first moment that I jumped. The first jump I ever did was a civilian jump. It's got out of San Diego. For Seriously? That was your first one? Bro. The Medal of Honor is the highest decoration for military valor in action. And you could help Black Raffle Coffee Company make sure the stories of those awarded this rare distinction are never forgotten. For every box of 22-count Medal of Honor coffee pods you buy from Walmart, Black Rifle Coffee Company will donate all the profits to support the construction of the new National Medal of Honor Museum. You can help preserve the legacies of these heroes with Medal of Honor coffee. So we go to Benning. First time ever out of an aircraft. Did You, you went through Benning. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dirty, nasty legs. Super awesome. I mean, is it really hard three-week course? It's the hardest... Hardest course in the Navy the is what they call it. The hardest three-week course that encapsulated curriculum that could be taught in an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> the longest fucking afternoon three-week course of yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. I still think the swing landing trainer is a fucking tool designed to intentionally <laughs> hurt so people. stupid. <laughs> They're like, and wait till the feet are horizontal and release. And release. So I remember the fucking first jump. Thank God. I was in the middle of a stick. I think we were on a 130, so we probably had 18,000 fucking army dudes stuffed right. in that thing. And they sent my entire buds class to Benning. Oh, hell yeah. Horrible mistake. Horrible hell mistake. Because yeah. they're like, drop down and give us 10. And yeah, like, some like, of the Navy guys, is that all there is, bitch? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking like, because it has to go. In first phase, it's 20 push ups every time they drop you down. I think it's, it ends up being 50 in third phase. For clarity, range of motion is dog shit on right, all these yeah, push-ups. Yeah, yeah. But then you get to a place where it's like 10 and nobody's even watching. It was it was the absolute worst. We had people in my class trying to get the class in trouble so they could get more PT in mm-hmm. because we literally graduated buds, drove to New Orleans, got drunk enough to be blind for three days, and then went to fucking Benning as a buds class. It was just a tsunami of fucking carnage driving, <laughs> driving through the country. I'm like fucking 19 at the time. And uh, we get there. I remember the first jump. And I'm th- I'm just, thank God, I was... Can you imagine your first jump ever being the jumper in the door? Oh, yeah. Because I was... I was middle. number two. See, I was in the middle. Yeah, like, okay. I, at one moment, that started moving and everybody behind me was pushing me. There was zero chance you're not going in the middle. Zero. But, so for those people who are listening, like, did you ever go to Static Land Jump Master? Uh-uh. It's like super choreographed. Right. It's again, it's another three-week course that could at least be done in two to three hours. And, you know, they open the door, you check the door, you do all the hand signals, and then you put a jumper like 
in the fucking door. Yeah. Looking out. I actually think on my stick, they might have gotten an assist out the door for the first very first jump. But we go and we jump out and my parachute opens and I went heels back in my head. And remember laying there going, I don't know if I can do four more of these. <laughs> <laughs> my head hurts so fucking bad. And we finished the course. I go check into team five. I get in my first platoon. And for whatever fucking reason, my OIC loved air operations. So we did two weeks, twice of air ops. And by that, I mean the little free fall fuckers would sit on the right-hand side of the C-130, and we would stand on the left. And I didn't understand at the time why they were laughing at us and pointing at us as we were hooking up at fucking 800 feet or 1,000 feet. <laughs> like, at the back of 130. And just listening to people like on the ground at Brownfield, like, medic! Oh, God! <laughs> and as you're like laying there trying to determine whether or not you need a sea caller, you're looking up in the sky and you're watching these guys. You can see them in free fall. Yeah. Because if people have never gone out to a DZ, you can see people falling. It's actually pretty trippy, actually. And then you can hear the chutes open. And I remember just laying there and they're all. So, like, there's the static line crew who, by the second, second week, is like basically crutching themselves back to the fucking school bus to do it five more times that day. The free fall is like, whoa, it's <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> and I was like, I need, I'm on the wrong side of the C-130. So I went over to Skydive San Diego and did all my ground school on a Friday and was basically done by Sunday, which is the low barrier entry, as you know. Sure. It's like seven jumps. It's, yeah. not, it's not rocket surgery by any stretch. And then I went out there like every weekend. So as soon as I found jumping, I definitely loved jumping. And when I got out, that's what I did professionally for probably close to five years. That's when I was pretty deep into base jumping, mm -hmm. going over to Switzerland and fuck Italy and all sorts of places overseas, which was awesome because it's totally legal. They'll just completely let you kill yourself and just sip their cappuccino. They're like, right. yes, this is, this is your choice. <laughs> it's the way it should be. My first wingsuit base jump was with fucking, uh, have you ever met Miles Dasher? Yeah. I met him last year at Total Archer Challenge. Yeah. So he... Yeah does not need any more energy and is sponsored by Red Bull. Right. And he gets a little wild when you give him a couple of those things. He really starts fucking corking it up, which is hard to believe if you know Miles. But he taught me how to base jump at the bridge, and then we went to Italy together. In Twin Falls? Yeah. Oh, nice. Which is where we... Yeah. Are we going to tell people yet that, that we're going to do that? Yeah, we're going to do it in yeah. uh, July, August okay. sometime. Yeah. I'll meet you there at any time. Like, it's going to be fun. Miles literally will pack a rig for you, put it on, hold on to your pilot chute, and you can jump off, and yeah. you'll be fine. I can't wait. And you'll be like, oh, these are toggles. I can't thing. wait. Yeah. Like, I'm so fucking excited because it's like... I I've been, I was talking to Jericho about it earlier today. Yeah. Uh, we should bring him, too. Yeah, he said he was going to go. So what, what the plan would be... I could see him jump refusing. Climbing back over the rail. Yeah, he's yeah. He'll be like, "No, I'm good." Yeah, I. He'll I'm climb good. over there and be like, "You know, this isn't me. This isn't me. <laughs> I'm all good." <laughs> and I've watched people on that rail shaking like a dog shit in a razor blade. Like, hey man, do you need a few more minutes? <laughs> well, the the secret is, I know the secret. Yeah, you just go, like just go. You get on the yeah. edge. Like, Have you I, ever been to that bridge? Oh yeah. Like, I, I've been yeah. to the bridge lots of times, yeah. and I've jumped off a ton of bridges because yeah. like, I'm a fucking weirdo. But. Well, that one's 486 feet from where you spit to where your spit hits. It's yeah. Yeah. it's it's a jump. Like, it's a, it's a jump just like every other jump, right? It's like the way that you get through it is like you commit. Where I've seen everybody fuck themselves yeah. is they get in this wishy-washy bullshit stage where they start thinking about it. I'm really good at not thinking about things and just doing them. Just like, I'm going to compartmentalize this and I'm just doing it. I mean, how many times in your life have you been like, I have to put this aside because if I think about it, I'm going to fuck myself. Like I'm going to hesitate. Yeah. There's going to be something that's going to go on. And it's like, you, you just yeah. hard commit. Yeah. Like, and just make sure Miles says he's ready. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, see you Miles. Yeah. Bye bitch. Yeah. You know, like, well, he I mean, be, might, I mean, as long as you pulled, he'd be, be fair, all about it. I, I, yeah. Like I, I was listening to somebody tell this story and we'll come back to your, uh, cause I, I wanted to touch on this other thing, but so I know a guy, his only jump ever was a base jump that he did a gainer off that bridge in twin yeah. falls. Miles season. Yeah. Miles taught a student once who had never skydived. He's like, I'll never do it again. Freaking. This guy was a motocross guy and he was being ridiculed. He's like, you won't do a gainer pussy. And he fucking did it. And he, and yeah. he, Pitched, I wouldn't try that. And it was fine. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Like I, I don't have enough confidence in my my 
my body in the air. Yeah. We'll say that. Uh, just to ju- go, you know what? I'm going to do a backflip off this thing, and then I'm going to be good, and I'm going to be able to pull. For it the is, first time I've ever done it in my It life. is awesome doing gainers off that bridge, though. Oh, I can't wait. I did my first one there. He, sh- he Miles taught me how to do all that shit, and it's, uh, yeah, you question life choices, though, because, like, especially when you stand up on top of the rail and there's mm-hmm. no handhold. Yeah, okay. So you're, like, in this squat, and the railing's, like, moving around. <laughs> and it, what's crazy is you're deathly afraid of falling off, even though as soon as you stand up, you're going to jump off. <laughs> But I, I did that in the balloon. I did that in the balloon in Arizona. You're like white knuckling. Like, you're like, wait a minute. I'm climbing out on this bag, you know, on, the, on this balloon. And, oh, by the way, which, like, I fucking hated because, like, the entire time going up to 8,000 feet is, like, forever. fire is blowing up into this giant tarp. And I'm going, this is so stupid. Yep. This is the most dangerous thing I will ever do in my life. It's not jumping out of this thing. I can't wait to get the fuck out of this thing. But then I'm like, oh, oh, getting out on the edge. And I was like. Yeah, I'm jumping off this. Why am yeah. I like white knuckling this thing? I'm like, if I fall <laughs> off of this, I'm still going to fall off. Who gives a shit? And it's like, it's so interesting that the, the intellectual emotional hurdle that you have to do yeah. over something where you've got to like, think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm fucking jumping out of this thing. You get up on that rail and you're like shaking. Cause the rail is shaking. You're like, Oh fuck. Oh, hold on. And you wait till you stop shaking, then you jump. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, I don't know. It's, it emotionally helps, though. <laughs> yeah. But jumping was my thing in the teams, for sure. I loved it. And then when I got the chance on the East Coast to go to all the schools, I went to all the jumping schools. And I, I've always loved it. Like, it's kind of been always like a hobby that I've loved. Mm-hmm. Hunting is it something that I started after the military. I enjoy that very much. we got to figure out what our hunting plans are going to be for this year, too. Yeah. What would you do? What would you prefer to do? So if you have a week, you have a week to spend yeah. by yourself, fully selfish, but you it, it has to be like like a, a activity, a yeah. hobby. Would it be like jujitsu, like a jujitsu camp? Would it be jumping? Would it be hunting? Would Does it have be to be like, just one of those hobbies? Yeah. Yeah, if you had three, you had to pick one. I would probably go back to Konar and do multiple laps of jumping <laughs> with grenades in each hand and releasing them as I fly over villages. Yeah. That'd be super fun. That'd be dope. That'd be super fun. <laughs> You'd have to go pins out yeah. before you jumped. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd like time up. That would be. Get it. I would need a 160 bird to, to do elevators. Right. Yeah. 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 W- what's the thing that you you feel like you you still want to do like um, recreationally like i know there's probably individual jumping, personal goals hunting um still definitely in love with jujitsu uh, yeah but it's relatively a new thing in your life like jujitsu is what four or five, five year mark yeah yeah uh it's actually more interesting though the longer i've been doing it it's uh i don't think we could have ever mastered our old job mm. you know and obviously like jujitsu is a I, I totally understand the artificial nature of like training with somebody on a mat and like all that stuff. Like I'm not talking about that. It's like the problem solving puzzle piece that mm-hmm. I enjoy about it. I'm not, I have no uh, illusions that it's magic hunting. I have enjoyed, I do enjoy bow hunting, but it's like, fuck when I'm pressed for time, just give me the boomstick. Cause I got to fill up the freezer. Like, yeah, yeah. but I do enjoy being out there and going through that process. Uh, I mean, fuck Denver. And I just agreed to do that ride from Alaska to Florida. So I love, you know, motorsports type stuff. I like snowboarding in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. I like to do all the things. Yeah. Except for like small uh, watercraft. Yeah. Like like kayaks or jet no. boats or no. whatever. You don't like it? <coughs> I haven't been in a kayak in a long time. If it looks anything like a Zodiac, I'm not interested. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's what a about bit you? bit of hydrophobia. No, just that's just not enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like punch your tag. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Um... What was your thing while you were in? Like uh, part of the I, job was, you liked shooting? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, I loved, still do actually. I mean, I still, I just don't get it to do it yeah. as much. Like I like competing. I really like competing. Like shooting by yourself is like okay, whatever. Who gives a shit? But like stepping up on the line, doing like Ipsic type stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like movement. Like you, you you've got to blend like the physical circumstance in shooting, right? That's like, it's a game when you turn into like, there's a bit of a game where you've got to do some obstacle thing. And then you've got long gun, short gun, like some of my favorite things that we used to do that I used to be able to do was like put together these like scenarios where 
you you have multiple different weapon systems so you'd, you'd start with like whatever an at4 or whatever the fuck it was or you know uh uh law and then you'd like go to long gun and then you go like you know left yep. side right side and, you know then you have a frag toss and then you fucking go up and down the mountain like, like a legit like, stress yeah, yeah, course super fun yeah like, i love that shit dude i had this fucking great stress course set up in um in cobble and i could go out like wake up at you know whatever noon after being out at night and then go out and run it for a couple yeah. hours and it's fucking hilarious it was have awesome you, have you guys had earl Plumley on the podcast yeah 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 his we need fucking to get another one i i had him on i have that already in the oh bank. cool his fucking story about putting together a functioning ak through three different non-functioning fucking ones. wild I'm like you want to talk about stress course that motherfucker yeah. he's like dude we had this goddamn drill and this fucking q course where it's a bucket of parts he's like i fucking hated it and here i am overseas he's like Oh, I need that upper receiver. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, God damn it! <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't think you would ever have, would have ever needed it. Yeah, like ever. But come to find out, yeah. He told that whole story, and I, I think my only response multiple times was, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. Yeah, he's like, halfway through with throwing the grenades back, I realized I should use my non-dominant hand so I can still jerk off if one of these things cooks off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Like mid frag fight, not like like gun Dude, frag fight. Mid frag, you're thinking, yeah, you're like, other. ah, fuck! I better use my non-dominant god. hand. Like, that's a good point. Good god, yeah. man! Yeah, I got to go out there. I I've uh, I got to go out to Fort Lewis. Well, we were talking about this. Jerk and I were talking about going out and jumping out in uh, Kapalsen. Yeah, and uh, that's where the wingsuit manufacturer that i jumped uh, is squirrel. actually based out of yep yeah so we we're thinking about going out there this summer and spending like a few days just doing like a canopy course and yep. hang out with their all and a bunch of those other weirdos like because leroy petrie and some of those other that would be awesome a good place guys. to go have you ever jumped out there i haven't uh, a bunch of miles red bull buddies so andy mm. farrington and luke akins i think they own the dz actually yeah i yeah. think you're right yeah because i know the squirrel guys used to be here Oh, that's right. They did, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, and I met those guys. I put those guys through a um, Matt and Mike. Yeah, put yeah. put them through a CQB course back in the day with Sims because they were like, how'd that work out for them? They were actually really good because they 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 get high speed, like they can they can process information at very high speeds and they can they can work through a problem. Yeah. The the other guy, um, gosh, what was his name? He was a Formula One race car driver. He's great because. Everything is happening so fast for that guy. Probably he could like process Sa- information. Sebastian Alvarez or something. One of those dudes. And uh, um, they can just process information faster than most people. So well, that's the world they live in. Yeah. At base jumping, you don't have a whole lot of time. So they they were exceptional students because of the way that they, one, they had you know physical agility, two, they were intelligent, three, they could process information, and they could deal with stress. So it was like... You want to talk about a group of students that can move through a CQB course relatively fast. It's yeah. base jumpers and Formula One car drivers. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> it's it's cheating, basically. They have a leg up on everybody. So Mike just came up and taught a uh, – we have a small private gym space up in Kalispell. We, mm-hmm. we did a uh, – I forget what he calls it, personal security course. But point in all of that is they do scenario-based training. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck, so I love good. it. I love it. So good. Rest of your life in jail type shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking show me your hands. Boom, boom, boom. It's like, you can't do that. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> you cannot You cannot do that. But I'm also 100% here for it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think that's, I think that's a show we should do with Brian Callen where we, oh, we put him through... He'll we, melt. Well, but it would He'll be melt. it would be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. He's been hitting me up about doing that for years now. Yeah, he wants to do. We have to do it. Well, then he wants us to do stand up after. That's what I want to do. The trade off. Yeah, the, the I would one hundred comedians do that and too. comedy. Like that's it's exactly commandos, what it was. commandos and comedians. Yeah, and that's what I want. Like where we do this skill exchange where we take him out and just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, just smash him into the ground, and then we do a five to ten minute set. Where we just suck. I mean, we're gonna just bomb. But Maybe then a not. couple. Of, but then it, we're gonna bomb. And the, the, if we do it enough, we're yeah. going to just absolutely auger in. We're gonna have like 
they're going to be nights where we're like, yeah, this fucking crushed it. And then there's going to be yeah. nights where we're just like auger in, but yeah. it's okay. Like, I think it'd be fun. It. I, I've done enough public speaking at this point that I just don't give a shit about talking in front of people. Same. So it's like, yeah. Give me a couple of days to think about wildly inappropriate things that I'm comfortable saying, and we can go to town. <laughs> yeah, you'd be great at. Like, you, this could be a this could be a whole new career. <laughs> That's, what I need. That's what I need is a fucking yeah, a whole new career. new career is like Fuck. you know Andy Stump and Brian Callen going out on the road and like no. you know I think it'd be hilarious. I feel like you needing a new career too. I'm sure you have a bunch of free time. <sighs> oh, so much. <laughs> I I like I'm like. How much time can I book? You know, like I have so much free time. I had I had like an extra forty five minutes today, and I had to go like drive down to uh, Provo and back. And I, had, I was like driving fifteen and fifteen above the speed limit, so I could get down and back because yep. I had like a certain amount of time. I mean, it is what it is. It's fucking awesome. Um, what are you doing tonight? We're going to Fleming's dinner with you. Oh yeah, that's and right. the Aussies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can I have this? Yeah, I think I stole it from you. Where's Mike? Where's Glover? Overland Expo. Oh, that's right. I've been texting him for like two days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why, why in the fuck is this guy not texting me back? So I thought he was like mad at me. Like maybe I made some Asian comment that he wasn't mm-hmm. liking or something. I don't know. But did you have you texted him lately? Uh, well, he was up in Kalispell like a week ago. So I just recently saw him. Oh, yeah. He's coming back up for a bunch in June too, like a four-day stretch. We got shit going on. I'm trying to get this um He's got this Overland flatbed that's made by uh, Bowen. Have you have you seen these things? Is this his F three fifty? Yes. With the uh, yes. what's it called on the back? You know the answer to this. What the scout? Yes. On the back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that Bowen is it's it's B O W E N. So I'm just is assuming that the flatbed portion? Yeah, that's the flatbed. Okay, because it's just so on they do custom. Chassis, right? Yeah, they do custom flatbeds for campers that are Overland campers. Yes. So, I've been trying to ping him about like. Where did you get this? Who is it? So finally I found it because yeah. he like tagged it and something. And I've been going back and forth with those guys because I I need to get one of those. You're like, going to F-350 rig? Yeah, I have a 350. So I'm just going to like pull that stupid you regular box off and put. BRCC Earth Roamer. Oh, my God. Those are a million dollars, dude. That's why I said you should get a BRCC <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying you should pay for it. That's fair, yeah. 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 You well, what'd you end up doing with that crazy Bronco you guys had, that had like almost no horsepower? So trying to figure out how to give it away. What do you mean? I can give you several answers right now off the top of my head. No, well, we're trying to give it to a subscriber, but oh, the yeah, problem right. is, is that so my the 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 legal team yeah is you start to work through fifty state legal requirements for subscriber giveaways yep. and then making sure that it's legal and two. When you when you give away a Bronco like this, there's a tax liability, and then every time you pay, there's still a tax liability. So, oh. if the Bronco is worth a hundred thousand dollars and you have a thirty percent tax liability, then you technically owe them a hundred. You, you, like you pay the thirty thousand dollar tax liability, but you're paying them thirty thousand dollars. So there's a tax liability on the thirty thousand dollars. It's an oh, infinite. Fun. Goes back all the way down. So you're, we're trying to figure out how. Do we Fuck. decrease the tax liability so we can give this away to a to a coffee subscriber? Could you guys just pay it? Yeah, but then once you pay it, you've also increased the tax liability for the individual again. Well, right? then pay so, that too. Exactly. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? It's infinite. It's like, Fuck. you know, how many times can you cut an inch? Yeah, depends on how small this liver infinite. is. Infinite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way it goes until somebody's like, okay, well, so we continue to pay this down until it's like a reasonable. Shit, there's no way around that, is there? No, dude. Yeah. So we built this, you know, 800 horse. No, it's amazing. Yeah. So I've got it basically in a shipping container, mothballed with a cover on it, waiting for BRCC's legal team to figure out how we can get through this where we can give it to a coffee club subscriber, do a really big... You know, giveaway basically yeah. with it, and then make sure that we can cover the tax liability for the people that are giving it to. In the meantime, we should do uh, content with it in Montana. I mean, I can just drive it back. I won't get on my yeah, flight yeah. tonight. I'll it's just drive fine. it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should drive it back tomorrow. Well, you're driving back tonight, aren't you? Flying, flying. Yeah. It's so easy, man, to get back and forth from Kalispell. I was on the first flight out this morning up at Hill Air Force Base, and then out of here at like eleven o'clock tonight. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. There's shittier places. You still need to come up in August. 
No, I'm we're going talking to. About, you say that though, but we all, we both know that. You're not yeah, going that's to. fair. Jared says he's coming. He's <coughs> coming in June. We're doing yeah. a leadership event up there in June. I know. Yeah. He actually did. It was awesome. We worked together in Texas. Did he do a good job? <sighs> I'm not going to use terms like that. Mm. It was interesting. He did a good job. He told the whole story of the back end of all the social growth from when he started like Article mm. 15 to working with Matt right. to Black Rifle. It was fascinating the structured approach where I think a lot of people are like, oh, you just throw this against the wall. Yeah. yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. No. Like Battleship screens these groups, how big are the groups, the number of impressions. Like he got into detail. He actually, we were texting yesterday. He said he found a bunch more uh, info on it. So he's mm-hmm. going to extrapolate on it as well. But it was, I sat there the whole two hours listening to him talk. I was like, fuck, man, that was good. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever sat and listened to Jared talk for two hours and been like, that's good. I don't want to. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> so change agents. Mm-hmm. How is it? That's good. That's what it. is it? Let's go. What is it? <laughs> yeah, explain to me like the ironclad thing. Why I would agree to do it in the first place because I have so much free time. So, mutual friend Jack Carr, moderately good author. Moderately looks like a pedophile. Yeah, different story. I mean, let's be honest. Former officer. If you saw, this is what I ask everybody, and they mm-hmm. all agree. A mugshot comes up. Hundred percent. It's Jack Carr. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy touches children you're like i can see it <laughs> his eyes are too close together it's the beard it's, yeah it's the beard and the eyes fucking beard yeah I okay think he does so he of course he is uh he, he has a podcast danger close super original not a big deal um mine was around long before his right he has a production company called ironclad i had right. worked with them in the past when i was doing stuff with the seal foundation they do very high value production work correct they hit me up we're like, hey, we want to do a podcast series. Jack's going to be an executive producer. If I'm being totally honest, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I don't either. I didn't realize. I thought executive producer. I, I know there are things like it says producer and an executive producer. I actually thought it was reverse. Apparently, executive producer is higher up than producer. I didn't know that. I learned executive. That, I learned that a few days ago. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Actually, I, was, I learned that when I had Jack on the podcast, when he was getting ready to do his book oh, tour yeah. for his book. They're like, hey, they, so they pitched me the idea. We want to do a series, and it's not necessarily on any one thing, 25 episodes on social, economic, environmental, fill-in-the-blank issues that people may not know anything about, but largely impactful, and we can educate them and then leave them with steps that they could take if they wanted to get involved. And I'm like, okay, that sounds interesting. I have almost no free time. They're like, we'll find the guests. We'll do all the production. You sit down and have a conversation, which is one of the favorite things that I do. Like, I love the fact that I have a podcast because you can sit down and talk mm-hmm. with your friends. <clears throat> and that's where it kind of built from. We went back and forth a little bit on that, on the idea and kicking around potential guests. You were actually the second guest up in mm-hmm. Montana. Who was the first one? It was a anti-human trafficker. Oh, yeah. Guy who was yeah. A, worked on the human side right. uh, with the CAD guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, fuck, I tell you what, man, like that world, I don't know how you could work in that particular world and not be damaged by that shit oh, the yeah. stuff that he is seeing holy fuck man but i mean shit we've talked about cobalt access to clean water veteran homelessness in la there's 18 of them i've already recorded i think we got to do seven more i'm talking with somebody next week about uh living conditions in escaping north korea um human trafficking it's uh like recycling clothing I mean, it's crazy. Like, people take their stuff to Goodwill. Yeah. But 90% of it ends up in third world countries. Yeah. They don't even sell it there. They package it. They repackage it up, send it over to a third world country. They either give it away at, like, dollars per pound. Yeah. Or it gets burned or put into landfills. So people have this, like, altruistic sense of, like, oh, I'm going to give back to my community. They fucking batch that shit up and send it overseas. That makes no sense. I know. I know. And it's you, at the, as the person who's, like, how many people give you T-shirts? I suspect you're like me. I need another T-shirt. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't need another T-shirt. I don't need But that. they show up every day. And I'm super appreciative. So I wear them. And then I end up having a dresser full of T-shirts with T-shirts stacked on top of it. Mm-hmm. So Leah's like, we should donate these things. So I was donating them. And then I do this episode with this woman who talks about fast fashion and what happens with all this shit. I'm like, 
well, I could just burn them too, you know? Like, yeah. It's like, fuck. I used to turn them into weapons cleaning rags. 100%. But then it was like, now I have too many. So yeah. then. I, I, but that's, like, an, that's an example of something that people wouldn't even know. They think no, that. There's no way. And I'm not going to say that they're not doing the right thing, but they think that if they go to their local Goodwill, that everything beyond that point is like super ethical. They've done mm-hmm. the right thing. And they went there with an altruistic reasoning. And then it ends up in a landfill in Kenya. It's wild, man. Yeah. That's, that's fucking crazy. It's crazy. You know what we should About do? 90% of the stuff people donate gets shipped out of the U.S. We could we could get, you know, those T-shirt cannons? Yes. We could, we could load them up in some type of um, vehicle where that has a, a 360-mounted uh, turret. Like a Bronco. Yeah, like a Bronco with a T-shirt <laughs> cannon. And then we go out and distribute these to the urban campers around some of these cities, right? How does that sound? Like t-shirt cannons, and then we just load them up. Yep. And then you're just throwing them in there, distributing them through the, all the urban camping districts. Yep. I think they would like that. Yep. But that was one of, like, a variety of topics that we have already talked about. So how does that work? Is it... Right, here's another one. A guy spent to prison for 30 years for a crime he didn't commit. What? Oh, yeah. 30 years? 30 years in L.A., the L.A. Innocence Project. So it was like a combination of shit eyewitnesses, corrupt police officers, and a district attorney that was like, yeah, we don't really care. 30 years. I think he got $17 million, something like that, when he got out, but I'm not mm. sure that really balances itself out. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't give you... 30 years of my life for fucking 17 million. Like, so his lawyer no sat way. his lawyer sat with him and their estimate is that somewhere between 4 to 10% of people incarcerated are innocent. No. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people in the US. That's good for the uh the in prison industrial machine, right? Yes. I mean essentially that's it's like a self-licking ice cream cone. 100%. Right. Yeah, we talked uh border security anti-poaching in Zimbabwe with the ex-Aussie uh, spec ops. He was fucking awesome. He was a combat diver who became a sniper and then moved to Zimbabwe like 17 years ago. Yeah, trying to you know save rhinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been cool. I, I More interesting than I necessarily would have thought. Is that on Ironclad's channel or is that it's on, on all? They do have a channel, but it's on. You can find it on any social media platform. It's the but same is it way. on yours or is it? Is it no, because I wanted to have a separate. So I do a lot of them remotely, which I don't do right. for Cleared Hot. So they, it looks totally different, but all they did was open the curtains and paint the wall behind me and give me a lighting setup. So it's a different visual. I didn't want it to look anything like yeah. my podcast just so it could stand alone on its own right. two feet. So it's on Ironclad's YouTube channel yep. is where you can find that. That's what I was trying to get yep. to. Was or I don't know. You probably just, for audio only, I would just search Change Agents. Okay, you can probably find agents. it. Yeah. Because I... I watched a couple of the episodes. So I watched the one with uh, Vincent, the one yep. that you did. Probably um, the one with yourself because you're egotistical. But did not. Yeah. Uh, I just I watched snippets of it because I was like, "Oh, that sounds stupid." It's <laughs> 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 like, "Fuck, I sound really Dumbass. stupid." Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Man, I must have must have been a little bit sleep deprived." Was <laughs> I like slurring my speech there? Was I fucking hungover? <laughs> what, what What was I talking about? Right. Uh, Vincent's was good though. Yeah. Like, I. I, I I actually really like the way they set that up. I, I didn't like it initially because I thought that the windows were going to provide too much light and they were going to blow it out, but actually it was fine. It they was, did a good it job. Looked, it looked really good. Yeah. Um, so Change Agents, mm-hmm. it's on Spotify, YouTube, the, All the whole things. shits. Yeah. yeah. And then what else you got coming up? Well, I mean, if you're in Kalispell this summer, mm-hmm. you've got to stop by the Black Rifle Shop in Kalispell, You've offered to say hi to everybody that comes. I do. I was working the register the other day. Were you really? And people will ask for shit where I don't know where the buttons are, so I push whatever I want. <laughs> I'm I, like, so you ordered a kombucha see, burrito? Here you go. This, that's what I do. <laughs> I, when, when I'm here every Saturday, or I'm here a lot yeah. of Saturdays, but what I end up doing is just giving it away. I'm just like, hey, it's on me this time. It's really because I don't know how to fucking register. There I don't are so many work things that I can't find the buttons yeah. for. Like, I tell so you what, easy. though. I have had... So many people come up and talk to me at the coffee shop, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. We had uh, we had a uh, Spartan race 
Like the, one were of there the, real Spartans racing in it, or if there were real Spartans, they wouldn't have stopped butt fucking long enough to <laughs> actually race because right. they have literally butt fucked their way through history. Molan Labe, Molan Labe. <laughs> hey, lucky you guys have those tattoos. Totally uh, lucky. Um, people from all over the fucking U.S. came, and it was in Big Fork, which is not like super geographically far, but it's a little bit out of the way in town, close to where I got married. Okay, so over yeah. on that side of mm-hmm. the lake. Holy fuck, we had so many people come through. Yeah. And they're just like, we had to see it. We actually chose this Spartan race because this coffee shop is here. So it's like, it's unbelievable, man. I had people who come on their vacations with their family. I had people bring in challenge coins and patches and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. A um, couple fucking crazy locals who get told, get the fuck right out of here. But, really? Oh, I have a very Is it the same forward chick? approach. No. Very forward approach with uh, vagrancy in the coffee shop. Oh, got it. I am empathetic of everybody's situation, but solve your problems elsewhere. Yeah, there's plenty of other people that that want that type of patronage. Like they'll they'll yeah stop in. Like that's soak actually it all how up. I that's actually how I determine whether or not I need to get involved. As I watch everybody around the person when they start getting uncomfortable, or if they do it all, it's like you got to go. But I'm super cool about. It. I'm like, hey, here's free drink i just want to let you know that like i get it but this isn't like a resource center for help so there's a police station right down the road actually right down the road from where you're at we bought them and the sheriff's office a very high-end coffee pot yeah and uh you know just establishing relationships (laughs) building rapport (laughs) building rapport yeah 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 we'll stop into kalispell uh we're gonna try to do these every month so with Next as month. easy as it is to yeah, get back and forth, easy. we have to, man. Cool. It's, uh, yeah. What else? Thanks, what else did we forget? That's it. Grab a can of Black Rifle Coffees ready to drink for the perfect balance of quality and convenience. If you want a Spartan-level caffeine kick, try Ready to Drink 300. Available in salted caramel, vanilla bomb, and more. Made with an electrifying blend of MCT oil and amino acids, Ready to Drink 300 packs a caffeine punch that will supercharge your day. Ready to drink is perfect if you need your coffee quick, and when you shop with Black Rifle Coffee, you will help give back to veterans and first responders who serve our nation. You can stock up on cans at blackriflecoffee.com or grab an ice-cold can at a grocery or convenience store near you. That concludes today's training. Any questions? Woo! Drum titties, boy!